0: You okay? Oh, some damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? <coughs> So, the big question this week is Is a genre really in decline when all the, and trust me, I hate this word right now, discourse surrounding it is due to negative framing or performative discontent? And don't tell me your answer. Tell yourself and figure it out. But with that, we're here. <laughs> it's another episode of Victim Damage Lost the Podcast. The longest running podcast uh, dedicated to one Roy Burns and Friday 13th, part five, A New Beginning. Hosted by Adam Griffin, Rob Christie, Carl Sever, Hearing Spirit, and podcast producer stars, Mark Warren. Hi, hello, we made it back to another week. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the Hell House LLC series. That's right, Hell House. Uh, Hell House 2. The Abaddon Hotel, Hell House 3, Lake of Fire, and Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor, that's right, four movies, um, and enough, whatever, how much time we take talking about four movies, we can going to get to all the good stuff, uh, but first, a teaser hit today that we can briefly touch on, that's right, we got to see the Terrifier 3 trailer, Art the Clown versus Christmas. Uh, about 2 two minutes and 10 seconds of art being art with uh, some fancy footage, and uh, I say bring it on. Um, the immediate vibe I got from this, and this is keeping in mind, Damon Leone has said that uh, part 2, he was going for a Dream Warriors vibe, and part 3 is going to be kind of this back to basics. Uh, but with the way that teaser looked, when he says back to basics, I'm thinking he's going Halloween four. Just real quick, um, how did Terror Part 2 end up? Uh parts of Art the Clown were in a sanitarium. Uh, uh parts. let's see. <laughs> parts, yes, very specific part was in a sanitarium. Uh part three breaks out of that sanitarium. Terrorizes Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Gonna be fun. Rob, what'd you think?
1: Uh, I enjoyed that teaser a lot. Especially when the kid was like, Santa! It's like,
0: uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's not and Santa. Then Art,
1: then Art looks right up at the camera holding the axe. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's about to be your last Christmas.
0: Oh, it was. <laughs> I figured out the fun thing Uh, about Art the Clown from that teaser. Um, That is a character that breaks the fourth wall with every kill. He's not necessarily killing those people for himself. Sure, he digs it, but really his audience is us. Uh, (laughs) And we are complicit. So, uh, that's another fun dimension
1: from that. That makes Um, those movies way more fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) I can't even disagree with you it's like damn that's it Uh, I hate Christmas so I hope art ruins it for everybody
0: oh he's already ruined it for somebody
1: Uh, ruined it for that house that's for damn uh, sure
0: well really quick um there was some dingbat who will go unnamed uh complaining about uh terror fire three and the implied death of children in the movie and how they weren't going to watch it and blah, 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 blah. Right. And, uh, to that, I'm like, well, did you see all Hallows Eve? <laughs> we're not, in, <laughs> we're not in new territory.
1: Um, also implied. I don't, <laughs> is it? I mean, that wasn't in the trailer in the actual movie. I, I, Will not be that shocked if we see that kid catching eggs with uh, with their forehead. Just yeah. here, hold this.
0: Yeah. But you know, there was there's a lot of discussion about boundaries and horror movies and uh, what stuff's ruining the genre and everything. You know, same same fake argument, different day, right? Um, and really quick before we move on to Hill House, I just like throw out there is like a movie's not responsible for your boundaries of, as a viewer you are and it sucks but like nobody's going to respect your boundaries but you
1: yeah and so. i'm going to put that i'm going to put that even more bluntly uh if shit bothers you don't watch it if the teaser trailer for something has something that you're like man i don't like that okay don't watch the movie because if the teaser trailer's any good, it's just showing you a tiny, tiny sliver of what's gonna be throughout the movie. Like it's gonna happen at least that one time, and knowing Art the Clown, it's probably gonna happen more than one time. So, you know. Yeah. Like Griff said, no one is no one else can fucking, you know, no one's gonna hold your hand and be like, hey, uh, maybe walk around this particular puddle if it bothers you. You have to. You know step over or around that shit yourself
0: and and commenter <laughs> and yeah and, and I, I get it like they're legit concerns but if if you're troll posting that shit stop yeah <laughs> legit concerns legit legit concerns don't muddy up the water with some bullshit posts because you're bored because that doesn't help anybody um But with that being said, we have four movies to cover, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, We got all the Hell House movies. Uh, A found footage smorgasbord full of uh, a documentary presentation and uh, some shady shenanigans at a hotel, not once, not twice, but three times with some fun stuff during the 4th uh i think out of the glut of found footage movies out there this series uh like mungo and found footage 3d have been the ones that kind of really stayed in my imagination other than blair witch um but these um i i think the scope of these is something to be admired because at first it's set up like, you know, okay, these people are being dumb at a haunted house and they, they get what they deserve. But uh, the story is much, much larger than that. Uh, much more far reaching and it really sets it apart from everything else out there. Uh, before you watch these, Rob, had you ever heard of this series before?
1: No, no, never, uh, not, uh, not until you said, "Hey, we're going to watch these for the podcast." I was like, "Oh, okay, let me go see what that is." And I, I have to be honest, found footage is not my favorite delivery method for uh, for movies in general. I tend to get, and it's, it. I'm not even talking shit about the genre. I, I tend to get distracted by the camera work, just like. Mm-hmm. Oh nope, don't need this. I don't need this first person jiggly ass view of people running the hell away from whatever it is they happen to be running away from. But that said, I thought it was actually pretty well done in these movies. Not even when people were, you know, running in terror, the camera work was still I don't know how to phrase this, pretty professional ish. It it didn't make me nauseous to to watch it didn't set off my uh, any kind of motion sickness or anything like that. So I appreciated that. And uh, the other thing I'm going to say about the first movie especially real quick by the time it was done I was like, "Ooh. My heart rate's elevated." <laughs> this movie yeah. did what it wanted to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this the first movie um uh uh we talk. we we went on the whole tangent about unlikable characters. Uh, during Texas Chainsaw No Space and Chainsaw Massacre 2022 and uh, I found that first movie was working real hard to both to make an unlikable character sympathetic Uh, yeah yeah I'm talking about uh, uh, Paul Main guy that, that that ran the camera for the first half of the movie, shooting all this footage. Uh, specifically, uh, he had that little creeper confessional early on in the film, um, and then he's he's he's, he's creeping on uh, uh, Sarah with the camera, and it's like, dude, uh, you you deserve it all. <laughs> like, like you you have to go quickly. Um the movie let's put it this way. the movie is set in two thousand and nine, and the dude definitely acts like he's from two thousand and nine um if you can remember that far back to just how absolutely Razzle fracking horrible <laughs> dudes of a certain ilk were in two thousand and nine
1: that was a yeah, it was definitely uh. A- a guy who was in a frat in college and basically stayed in it throughout the entire rest of his adult life in all of the worst ways you can imagine.
0: Yeah. So, uh, rough characterization. Um, but I noticed on, on a rewatch that it doesn't, um, it doesn't lessen the impact of what's, what's happening to him. Uh, because cause those damn clowns mm. <laughs> those damn clowns put dude through it and then when he finally gets snatched up it's like oh okay like
1: whoops <clears throat> it's very unfortunate what happens uh, and it, I'm not that character is not sympathetic but I did find myself going ooh damn. By the time his uh, his fate was totally uh, unveiled to us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what was the main thing that stood out the most to you from the first one?
1: Just the... How good a job it did just capturing, like, actual, holy shit, get the hell out of here, something horrible has gone wrong. Panic. Just the... And that's, I think, that's the thing that had me going, had me, uh, had my heart rate elevated by the time I was done watching the movie. It's just like, ooh, uh, uh-uh. uh, just the oh, also all the all the jump scares they employed. The uh, what stood out to me about them about most of them is how they were completely silent. There was yep. no sound associated with them at all. It's just the camera turns, ooh, shit, something's there that was not there before, or something has moved, or or someone has opened a fucking door and should stop. Quit opening shit. I'm going to yell about that at least two more times while we're doing <laughs> this tonight. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, how, how far would a found footage horror movie go if people weren't opening doors? Or, or cabinets? Or trunks?
1: It, or like,
0: or how around? far would
1: How far <laughs> would horror go in general? If people did if if people just got to the door of the place that's fucked up and said no hell no turned around and left I mean all right cool the movie just ended
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's roughing it just keeps happening
1: yeah people keep opening shit they I won't think, stop I think my favorite is when uh
0: when Creeper Paul uh decides to run Alex's pockets. Like just out of Blue doesn't let me see what they got. let me see if they got any the goodies. He's he's stealing from people he works. For yeah, <laughs> right. Or well, at least that's that's the impression I got. If he found money, he's gonna pocket it, right?
1: So probably. I will say this: as it turns out, uh, fuck Alex. But, <laughs> well, yeah, you know.
0: yeah. Especially like if dude is scribbling uh, occult stuff and pentagrams and.
1: Yep. Oh, when he when he's like, "Hey, what's in this? What the hell's in this?" and he starts showing off the the journal. It's like, ooh, yeah, whew. I found yeah. a journal. If I found a journal of someone I know and a bunch of that shit was in it, I'd be like, "Oh man, I hope this is an idea journal and not just yeah. them scribbling down their fucking everyday musings." Because goddamn, yikes!
0: Yeah. So it turns out Alex uh, sold them all out in more ways than one. And uh sure did. Par for the course, since it is a found footage movie and ain't nobody really around to uh bet the footage. Everybody gets it. Uh except for Sarah, but hey. What a twist. And this is the thing that got my brain going. Uh because as as the series progresses um, the reach of this thing is wider than we we thought. Uh, just how far does this influence go? Because uh, Sarah's meeting with these reporters and uh, you get the idea that it's it's a it's a good good trip. It's not like next to the, the hotel or anything. Uh, So so she's got some distance to go uh, where she is seen by more than one person in a corporal form. And it turns out that she's in corporal.
1: (laughs) She's not there. Because
0: she did not make it. And uh, the main thing about found footage movies is is that the camera don't lie, no matter what. It can be manipulated, but it's not lie. So, uh, as we see in in the second movie, which I guess we can just start talking about now, this thing goes wider than just, you know, some people roped up in the wrong stuff. Um, it hits the, the local news. It hits, uh, various tabloid magazines, various independent news magazines, um, to the point where this mastermind, Andrew Tully can position himself to go on to a, I'm, I'm guessing a nationally syndicated program, considering the use of the green screen and everything. And, uh, just pretty much
1: tear everybody up. <laughs> yep. Just to uh, literal, hey, and I'm going to be honest that bit, took a little bit for me to to understand I was like how the hell is this guy calling them being like hey, sorry I'm late I'm on my way it's like what what you were just you were just on and as it turns out it, it was uh that was somebody else just happened to look an awful lot like uh, the gentleman that was supposed to be getting interviewed <laughs> I didn't en- one, one thing I did enjoy that part was Mitchell's first so I have a comment and a question comment is you're a dick <laughs> now he was right man was not wrong uh there was a lot of stuff that uh ended up not making i don't want to say it didn't make sense it didn't fully click until we get into i don't want to jump ahead too much until we get into some things that happen in origins i was like oh shit <laughs> but um was it in two that we get actual confirmation that Tully is the one who set uh, who set uh, who set Alex and the the Hell House Company up? Yeah, actually, it was Alex set them up? Uh, Tully was just the one who said, "Hey, uh, let me offer you this, ironically Faustian bargain." I love how that was a theme throughout the entire series, too. Just why are you all doing the same play? This thing is fucking cursed, quit it <laughs> my other uh, there's a there's a word by the way, that comes up a lot in these movies, and it has to because the fact that we have literal camera footage of people who are dead, people who were not who they said they were, disguising themselves as other people, etc. cetera. Uh, but they very like very fond of the word unexplainable because it completely is. It's like, hey, wait how how could you logically explain? Hey, this guy who's supposed to be a this is city councilman, right? Who was supposed to uh, who Tully basically Tully appears as, and like you said, you start to wonder how much influence is there outside of the hotel? Because first you'd think it's all localized, and then you kind of in in the course of the first movie, the end of the first movie, you're like, oh. No it's not. <laughs> no it's not. There is definitely some shit happening outside those walls. It ain't right. <laughs> no, it, it is not right. right.
0: Uh so here here's my question that the second movie kind of offers up. And it's I I guess it it does it's still very timely considering uh what people upload on the internet going to places they shouldn't be going to. Uh, what's up with um, with the allure of going to a place where shit, there was a fire back in the 80s, you know, a whole bunch of people died. Uh, 2009, a whole bunch of people died. And then to just, you know, hey, I'm going to check this place out. I got I got dared to so I'm going to do it. And then you just don't leave.
1: <laughs> Challenge accepted. I'm going in. I I don't understand that in the slightest and I don't know it's like is it just cuz I'm too old? Like do we need to be do we actually need to be uh younger, more in tune with I'm going to say a word I hate now uh you know, the influencers. To understand why the hell anyone would want to do that shit,
0: I think I think my my favorite, my favorite. I mean, it it's it's dude setting himself up to get snatched. Um, the guy at the beginning, I uh, I think his name is Cameron Mallett, mm-hmm. who was running through. So his final moments on camera, um, he's not, he's out in the open, right, like. If if you're hiding from somebody, <laughs> you don't sit near a corner where somebody can just sneak around and snatch you up. But like you,
1: you do you see something. like like three of the hooded figures creeping up on him and as he's saying his last words? Yeah. And it's just like, man, are you just sitting in like the cor like the corner of a hallway or something, dude? Because now, granted, by then. I don't think any of us are going to be uh, what's the word I want rational in the slightest. The first couple, first couple of those things, I'm like, nope. uh, That's that's my brain just has melted out of my ears and is on the floor someplace. I'm not going to be able to think about anything.
0: But I I just found that funny. It's like you took all that time (laughs) to get that shot, and you didn't even check behind.
1: (laughs) Some of the um. Some of those killed me too, especially the one because I had to real and I had to remember they're filming with cameras, regular cameras, that and you know putting them down or putting them in front of them or whatever, so they can't actually see necessarily what the hell they're filming. But <laughs> occasionally, when I forgot that, I was just like, "Wait, how do you not see that motherfucker? He's it's, it's the clown's right there. How do you not know?" It's again because. Camera ain't showing them shit. They didn't have one of those fancy ass ones where you can t- flip the display around and watch what's being filmed on it. Yeah. That's why nope. you don't bring cheap ass cameras. <laughs> no, not at all.
0: So, part two, <laughs> <laughs> part two, we get like, we get one of the hallmarks of a true sequel in that the same shit in the first movie happens again. Just Mm -hmm. recontextualized, same thing
1: happens, but we learn, but now we know why it's happening, yeah, or we learn why it's happening in the course of it going on.
0: Because, uh, that scene in um, I guess they're in the attic, right at the end with the dinner table. Is that where that is? I I think it's, it's up on the top floor, I know that much, but that scene where. Uh that piano Le Motif is one of the best pieces of music uh that they use during out during this whole series because once that kicks in it's like, oh yeah, somebody's in trouble. Yep. You need to leave. And it's always it's never on the soundtrack. It's always in the background as part of the scene. Like even uh even in part three, where they're talking to the priest during the documentary footage, you can hear it faintly in the background, like someone's practicing on an organ. So it doesn't really come out all the way until you finally connect the dots with the notes. Just a fascinating usage there. So, yeah, part two, it's like, okay, the evil's won.
1: Yeah, it's it's here now. It It'll never go away accidentally Uh, quoted something else but we'll get to that when we get to it (laughs) (laughs) i also um you're talking about the the piano the piano tune which is a total of what like four notes i think just repeated over and over and and two extra ones on the third verse more on that and later a little bit later too uh and i got the weirdest seventh guest vibe from that i was just like ooh. Couple that with, you know, with similar themes like the hotel just took people. Yeah. Stauff's Mansion. You went in there, you didn't leave. Yep. At least not without making a choice. But that happened in 11th Hour, which is a terrible video game. Anyway.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so, it sounds like we should go ahead and move on to uh, the third movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got, uh... All right. Lake of Fire Hellhouse LLC three uh kind of v- very definitively wraps this portion of the story up as now uh we have uh Russell, big uh entrepreneur, rich person, buying up the Abaddon Hotel to uh perform uh insomnia which is the retelling of Faust, And once again, we have
1: somebody setting everybody up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is kind of funny. And I, but when we got to the end of this one, I was just like, that definitely got my first major. What the fuck? Hold up. <laughs> you telling me. And this, uh, this gets more explained, gets explained more by origins too, which, okay, shock. They call the movie origins for a reason because they wanted to go back and be like, Hey, by the way, let's uh, fill in all some of the holes that, uh, you may think the third movie in particular left specifically the bit about, uh, about, uh, when they come back, they're bleeding on their face, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, uh, and the funny thing is Russell Wynn, just I thought most of the movie he just kinda came off as not like your typical douchey rich influencer wannabe type dude. Just kinda just kind of eccentric. Just kinda yep. kind of a a bit a bit of a strange man. <clears throat> yep. And the reveal at the end is like whoa. <laughs> Cause that's when uh that's that's when shit's starting going real wrong. This the third movie. The third movie also does a lot to answer the question: Is there is there a evil influence happening outside the hotel? It just goes even further to tell you, yeah, there sure as hell is, because you actually see for the first time the hooded figures not in the hotel. They go outside and are uh, <clears throat> murdering everyone they can get their hands on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that uh, that crowd scene at the end. Of part three might have been their best version of it just because of how nuts it is and they're like all right yeah this is the last one let's, mm-hmm. let's show just exactly how chaotic this is
1: so we can go as batch it as we want to because the story is end after this right wink <laughs> i winked at the camera for those of you uh you know which is all of you listening to the podcast instead of watching it it's yeah. so yeah. no one can watch it <laughs> no no video <laughs> but but um... yeah, the house uh the, the hotel excuse me looking like all the decorations they did all the actual lighting it what really struck me about that is how it didn't make the place any less fucking creepy they had these bright lights in every single room of the place except of course the fucking basement because you know basement is the real fucked up place where they can't do too much but hey they didn't they leave the clowns down there yep stop doing that if you ever run across by the way if you ever y'all audience this is for you this is this is heart-to-heart advice if you ever go someplace and you find some incredibly creepy clown mannequins do yourself a favor leave the place Just uh, don't. Don't stay there. I don't give a shit what the context is. Get out. If you have to stay there, say you go outside and your car doesn't start, set fire to the clowns. Scatter the ashes. Just... And then burn the ashes. Just uh, don't. Don't stay there. Don't do it. Also, if anyone ever (laughs) invites you to open a haunted house in a town named after a rather famous uh, example of a demon, don't go there. Just, Just don't. Don't do it yeah
0: and allow me to add um when you are burning the clown's ashes you have to make sure to watch for any small animals that run out of the flames because they are possessed and they'll come and kill you yeah that's just that's that's the general yeah that's general uh, that that's vampirism 101
1: mice are cute you ever see a mouse running out of a burning pile of creepy clown ashes you step on that motherfucker No, and feel no remorse after because, like Adam said, it's possessed, and it will, it will either murder you itself, or it will bring back things to murder you. One of those two things will happen. Well said, well said. But you know what else happens in series
0: like these? People keep going to murder sites and never showing up in the real world again. Yep, that's right. I'm talking about hell house l l c origins the carmichael manor uh i've I've often wondered about the profession of ghost hunting. I think it's fun to watch on t v, but I wouldn't do it that that's asking for a little too much
1: <laughs> i'm not i I'm not entirely one hundred percent on one side or the other when it comes to do i believe ghosts exist or not part of me is like probably not but another part of me is like but what if something so fucked up happened to a person that their soul can't find rest what do they do maybe they haunt us but that's all that being put aside you are still as a ghost hunter you're still going to places where bad shit happened
0: yeah
1: and Like I said, whether or not there's actual ghosts or not, shit can still be haunted. Okay? So, So I yeah,
0: I don't know about that. The the story of uh, Carmichael Manor uh, pretty much is uh, folks are murdered in it, and now we have uh, some intrepid ghost hunters going to the manor to try and figure everything out. To tr- tr- try and figure out who done it, as they say. And uh, considering it's a ghost story, doesn't go well. Uh, doesn't doesn't go well at all. Mm-mm. Um, I think this, this one captured the more batshit crazy elements of, of A Haunted Place a bit better. Because that lasts 20-30 minutes, jeez.
1: Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm. so the first clown encounter by the way it's worth noting the clowns were kept in a room that was locked that the caretaker of the house of uh, of the Carmichael Manor said yeah I don't think we even have a key for this anymore now I don't know if he was bullshitting on purpose or if he was just basically saying don't fucking open this without saying don't open this but the first time we encountered like the most, some of the most horrifying elements of any of these movies, Actually, excuse me, in the first time we encounter them in Origins, we see them later, we see them uh, later on in heavy air quotes as far as the chronology of the movies is concerned. But this is uh, the first encounter with the clowns outside of the hotel, which should have immediately. Told you, oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, how the fuck did these get here? These should be ash somewhere. And they not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then a little, a little later on, we see one in the hallway. And it's just like, and how the fuck? <clears throat> and then at the point where you see the one just turn and look, it's like, oh, uh-oh someone's about to die <laughs> and they ain't going to go gentle. And I don't mean they're going to fight back. I mean, they're just going to, they're just going to die horribly as opposed to just, you know, maybe a qu- quick cut across the throat. Nope. You you left your eyes somewhere, young man.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so the thing
0: that surprised me the most, um, is that after the events of part three, the cult was still around. mm mm-hmm. Because um, we get that, that great scene outside in the daytime. <laughs> in the middle of the woods. They, they come across this ritual site and nobody's there. And then there's one cultist. And then there's three. And then uh, they start hearing screams. And again, this is where the kind of the Lake Mungo influence comes into play. Screams that you later find out are from our main characters at the time of their death. So it's just like, okay,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's messed up. What a great device, though! Like, damn, <laughs> you just take it, take a, take your actors into into boots and say okay we need you to just scream like you've been murdered horribly okay <laughs> but our characters live till like the end of it don't worry about it just we <laughs> we need these recordings <laughs> oh that's messed up that's that's super messed up yeah and uh and then uh we have the bit where they go to the they go antiquing and they find they find the clock yeah, one of them just happens to know about, you know, big grandfather clock construction, which I thought was kind of a, it was like, okay, that's cool. Pull some stuff out of it. that seems more or less innocuous ish. And then they pull out a big bundle of photographs and letters. And it's like, well, here's the entire origin story of the Abaddon hotel in picture and word form, <laughs> including the bit where it talks about how, uh, when people go to the other side and come back, they're bleeding from the face. And uh, I'm going to dip back into part three, the very end of part three, where a uh, returning angel, Russell Wynn, goes to the basement of the Abaddon Hotel and is basic- and gets into a tussle with Andrew Tully, and you know, in- during that uh, conflict, shuts the gate, shuts the gateway to hell. Uh, you, you. At least you're led to believe he's led to believe it, because then he goes on to tell the Hell House crew who are in their afterlife. I kind of felt like that was an allegory for um, ah piss. What's the what's the neutral afterlife? Limbo. Limbo. Thank you. I thought I figured, I kind of thought, yeah, they're they're in limbo now. Whether they're stuck there per- because of what they did. Which I wouldn't think would apply to any of them except Alex. Because the rest of them were, you know, yeah, Paul is a creep. We don't know if he did anything that was necessarily worthy of going to hell. <laughs> he probably did. But he also died horribly, so maybe that balances out somehow. I don't know. But, uh... And they all, they're they all like, yeah, let's, hey, let's go see if that bar is still open. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, alright. But meanwhile, Russell has gone off upstairs yeah so russell win an angel sent back by the lord
0: so here's a here's a fun one right so it's all it's all footage right mm-hmm.
1: so who was shooting that footage wait who the fuck was shooting that footage because <laughs> paul picks up the camera right yeah but he but then paul's getting filmed did he put it down Is someone, who the hell would be filming it? And and how did they
0: get the footage to cut the footage into the documentary that Uh, you just watched? No, 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 it's unexplainable. (laughs) It's unexplainable.
1: (laughs) Which I believe in the little text blurb they have before that. They literally say this next footage is unexplainable. Which it fucking would be. How the hell is, how the hell have you filmed, you know, for one thing, the hotel by then is gone. Right. In the physical world that we live in. The hotel has been burned down and is just an empty, uh, clean field of grass. But somebody filmed them waiting in limbo, deciding when to move on and maybe where to move on to. I don't, you know, that's that's not a discussion for this podcast. Yeah, that's like, what the fuck? It still made me laugh when uh, it was revealed that Russell Wynn and was literally an avenging angel sent back to Earth to to uh to to try to rid the world of Andrew Tully and his cultists. Yeah. Unfortunately, they got might have got rid of Tully. Might. We don't know. They certainly didn't uh, use Origins to set up a possible fifth movie. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because um because we find out that the clown is has, has its own. Yep. <laughs> no,
1: Backstory. Clown's not just uh not a mannequin. Clown is an actual human being. One thing I noticed about uh that bit at the end where Patrick's like I I'm sorry I had to do this. Talking into the camera. We serve him in different ways. His face is all cut up. Yeah. So at some point, presumably, he left the world, and he crossed over and came back. It seems fairly obvious that he he probably he probably entered the lake of fire and then was returned from that because he certainly he certainly uh, you know was still still doing the cult's work. Yeah. Yeah, now is it his cult now, That's or thing, is he yeah. just is he just a servant? Are we going to see him when uh, the fair comes back that they were talking about where the three uh, founders, three founders of the cult? No, no. Two of the founders. And then later on, uh, the clown who was Patrick, who was one of the Carmichael's who they assumed had been murdered by their dad. But uh, as it turns out, that is not what happened. Here's a here's a just a very quick thing. What did happen to their dad? Is he dead or is he going to return as a as a countering force to his son? Good Who question knows? because remember, we,
0: they we, they have the uh whole deal that they don't know where that third clown came from. Right. And we know we know that uh we know that Patrick has been skulking around in the clown costume for 30 years for a, a while
1: so uh, at what point do you think he At what uh, I, I this is just we have to wonder because there's no way to know unless they decide to tell us in another movie I wonder at what point he dies and comes back
0: uh, uh, yeah um, probably when he he's probably returned when he puts on the
1: clown suit at the end of his footage Oh, right. Because he's not wearing it until then. At least, yeah. excuse me, we don't see him wearing it until then. He's wearing yeah. it because he's, you know, warming uh, haunting the shit out of the house and murdering everybody in it in the clown suit. But yeah, no, that was uh, just that ending bit where they're doing the documentary parts. Like, hey, did you hear they're bringing back the, the Rockland County Fair?
0: That's it's a good sure. thing nothing
1: nothing horrible ever happened there, right? They didn't try to, you know, there weren't people trying to lure children off into the fucking woods for a variety of disgusting reasons, I'm sure. The most, the one we know for sure about is that I'm pretty sure they were trying to lure kids out there to, uh, to feed them to the cult. Yep. Feed them to the lake of fire, I guess would be a, a better way to phrase that, but yeah. Yeah, so it it very much seems like they're not done, but they can be if you know if the budget's not there, they didn't make enough money. You can just leave that there and have people wonder forever.
0: Yeah, I, th- which I think the pos- oh, good. Sorry,
1: I was just gonna say, which in itself is a great horror ending. Just having people going, man, what the fuck? I want to know what happens. Fuck you, you <laughs> never get to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always leave them one or more. But yep. I do think the uh, the prospect of just complete zaneness happening when the fair opens. Like, that kind of spectacle. Like, imagine what they can do uh, just with various haunted areas in a county fair. Like, the hayride, corn maze. Oh,
1: God. No, don't... No, corn mazes are already fucking terrifying. (laughs) I'm sorry. They just... just, No. Especially ones that are that are like deliberately poorly lit. It's like hell no, you, you no, I'm not doing that. Ugh. Yeah, they could they could make that fucking horrifying. You round a corner in the corn maze, and there's just someone not even moving. They don't need to. You just see a black. You see a a, a figure hooded in black. Just waiting. People turn, and the people who find them go, "Ooh, let's go the other way." And they turn around. Oh fuck, there's another one just yeah uh, yep uh, uh,
0: uh. fantastic yeah bring on bring on more because yeah these are a lot of fun
1: yeah and like I said typically not a huge found footage fan but these were all these were all very well done they used they used it in the best way possible still kills me that Russell was an angel it's like
0: <laughs> hey they 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 set it out <laughs> from the very beginning did decide to wrap everything up that way. mm mm-hmm. oh, Good times. Good times. Mark, has uh, our discussion of these movies piqued your interest about delving into the world of Hill House? A whole lot of talk about clowns. I don't know if I can handle it, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it's cool that, like, the same uh, filmmaker made all of these, like... This it sounds like this was kind of like his vision from the start, more or less.
1: Yeah, I actually got to see it all the at least all the current way through. Anyway,
0: yeah, he said he's had uh, Stephen Cognetti who's, is the writer director. He said he's had uh, ideas where to take it. You know so everything that isn't wrapped up, he has a plan for.
1: Good. And there is a bit at the end of of uh the fourth movie when the narrator's like, not the narrator, uh, one of the uh, documentarians is like, uh, it's basically says, there's always going to be evil. No matter what you burn down or how you try to get rid of it, it's always going to be there. And it's like, God damn it, man, let us have a triumph. Come on. <laughs> Give us a victory, which you could argue getting, you know, the hotel burning down is kind of a victory except that it didn't actually apparently do anything to dispel any of the actual evil floating around you know Avedon and Rockland County as a whole (laughs) so shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we get to see it all play out again in the next couple of years uh, but I think that'll do it for this episode of the Thumb Damaged Logs Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we'll be back a little bit after Thanksgiving with some more fun. Uh, what that is, well, we'll, we'll, we'll surprise you. <laughs> you'll see it, and you'll be like, hey, what? What? I didn't know they were doing this. Well, we're doing it. <laughs> but until then, uh, please, everyone, um, take care of yourselves. Stay safe.